In computer language, they talk about go-go. Gar no, uh, gar gaibo. Garbage in, garbage out. What our Lord is talking about today is the importance of the good seed. Because even if it is strangled, even if it doesn't produce fruit, that seed still sprouts. That is the fruitfulness of his word. So I'm going to kind of throw a little bit of a curveball here. He has shown us the importance of the good seed and good soil. Therefore, it also highlights the danger of bad seed. I'm going to go back for a minute, kind of jump back to the book of Genesis. Where, where God says to the serpent, I shall put enmity between thee and the woman, between her seed and thy seed. Meaning, just as God has his children, so does Satan. God's children sow the seed of the gospel. Satan's children sow the seeds of the anti-gospel. Many prophets have spoken about our times. Church versus anti-church. Gospel versus anti-gospel. We must know what the gospel is and have the good soil prepared that it may grow and produce fruit into abundance, that fruit bearing into eternal life. But it takes discernment these days. And I'm not using it as the buzzword as the modernists do. When they say it, they just mean, think about it and accept whatever you're doing anyway. It doesn't really matter. We'll come back to that. There is so much bad seed in our time that it needs to be talked about and called out by name. I'm going to focus on two today. The first is what boils down to the heresy of indifferentism, which means it doesn't really matter what you believe, we're all on the same path. It doesn't matter, you know, as long as you love, the, as long as you are on a path, you're happy with, you're okay. We see this was last year or the year before, and time kind of is funky last few years, where Pachapapa signed the Abu Dhabi document saying that God wills the plethora of religions. Well, no, he doesn't. That is a heresy. That is bad seed. God cannot lie. He cannot deceive nor be deceived. He came, he proclaimed one truth. Truth does not change. Jesus Christ is truth. He is God. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Truth is an external reality. We do not determine what is true. That's already predetermined by the will of Almighty God. Truth never changes. Our understanding of the truth may change, may deepen and expand. But the core truths are the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Jesus Christ, when he was on this earth, when he, when he pitched his tent and dwelt among us, said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So either Bergoglio is saying Jesus is not God, that Jesus is a liar, or he's saying that it doesn't really matter. He's saying that if he's, he's either a liar or he's crazy. You can't have both. Something cannot be both be all black and all white at the same time in the same way. It's called the law of non-contradiction. Truth matters. If Jesus indeed did say, I am the way, and the only way to the Father is me, then I'm sorry. I don't care how good a Muslim you are. I don't care how good a Buddhist you are. You are not on the road to heaven. You cannot, heaven is a supernatural end. Being a quote-unquote good person is a natural thing. You cannot achieve the supernatural by natural means. You know, you can't get to the moon if you're digging a hole in the ground. You've got to build the ship to go. It's not easy for modern ears to hear this. They want to believe that all I have to do is be a good person and I'll get to go to heaven. Well, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Our Lord set up one holy Catholic and apostolic church to teach, to baptize, to proclaim the good news, to instruct, admonish, all those things that St. Paul is always talking about. That is what we are here for. That's why he gave us the sacraments. As, well, baptism, you can't get to heaven without it, basically. Um, and everything else is meant to strengthen, support, and build grace. That we may live in union with him. And outside of his one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, we can't do it. So when we hear things that are not in accord with the gospel, not in accord with tradition, not in according with church, authentic church teaching, it's bad seed. Reject it. Your soul is on the line. As you've heard many times in the Athanasian Creed, to be saved one must hold the Catholic faith whole and entire. Not cherry-picking, not just being the Catholic in name only, but accepting the hard truths of our faith. The truth that the way is narrow. That Jesus Christ is the only way. The second one is what I like to call the Bishop Barron heresy. Dare, it actually goes back to an author of Balthazar. Dare we hope that all men be saved. And he's got a whole book in that. When all the, the answer is one word, no. Not everyone goes to heaven. Not everyone goes. 
To, God, to, to be saved, one must be in the church and die in a state of grace. How, how long are lines for communion? How long are lines in the confessional? How much evidence do we see of holiness around us? Not much. How can we say that everyone will go to heaven in the end when our Lord Jesus Christ himself said, the way is wide and many there are who find it to destruction. Narrow is the way and few there are who find it to salvation. So again, is Jesus Christ not God or is he a liar? That they think they know better than him? All of these things, all of these heresies, no matter what they are, have one thing in common. It doesn't matter what aspect you look at, if which tentacle of the octopus you look at, it comes down to the sin of Satan himself. I shall be likened to the Most High. I shall ascend and take his throne. That's what all of these errors that are happening boil down to. They're saying, you know what? God doesn't know what he's talking about. Everyone's going to his house because he's so merciful. Well, you throw out justice with that. Mm -hmm. You know, God is just and merciful. It's not either or, folks. It's a both and. It's two sides of the same coin. You cannot have justice without mercy. You cannot have mercy without justice. They're denying the very essence of God and changing their reality. They're not conforming their lives to the gospel. They're conforming the gospel to their lives. They're twisting the word of God. And when all these people say things to me like, you know, judge not lest you be judged, I told them, twist not scripture lest ye be like Satan. <laughs> Not everyone goes to heaven. Man is not the measure of all things. Man is not the point of mass or any of the other sacraments. It is about the saving action of Jesus Christ. Period. And all of these errors, from the Pope on down, all turn it around. They twist it on its head. The very definition of diabolical, to kind of to throw across the obelisk. As it said, Satan is the ape of God because he can't do anything but kind of mock. What's happening is a complete flipping on its head of the gospel. A complete flipping on its head of the church. Why? Because they want man to be the center of all things, not God. It's like all those parodies of bad church music we, I used to write. You know, there's one out there that other people have written this kind of the same thing. That song of glory and praise to, to, to God, they sing the no sorrow. Well, we wrote it, glory and praise to ourselves. That's what's happening. That's what we're hearing from the Pachapapa. That's what we're hearing from all these moderns. They do not have the truth in them.
they are planting bad seed. They've been planting bad seed for a long time, long before even Vatican II. Vatican II is just some of it sprung. But when we see the devastation being wrought, when we see the utter confusion among the lady, when we see the ultimate denials of the basics of the faith from our shepherds, we see the fruit of the bad seed. And what is that fruit? Loss of faith, damnation. It's not up to us to pull weeds. It's up to us to cultivate good soil for the good seed. And to learn the difference between the bad seed and the good seed. As you've heard me say, we live in the information age. There is no excuse to be ignorant in your faith. The information is there. They haven't been able to destroy all that yet. If you're in doubt, study. Read. Talk to someone that knows their faith. Can't go wrong with reading old papal encyclicals and other papal letters. If you need a starting place, let me know. They're not very complicated most of them. They're easy to understand. Why? Because truth is simple. Good seed is easy to recognize. Good seed may have a sour taste at first. It might be hard to hear but it is going to be worth the struggle. Beware those who never make you squirm when talking about truth. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but one of the saints said that to, to preach is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Because <laughs> truth should make us uncomfortable from time. But what do you hear all the time from these modernists? All the happy, clappy, holding hands, singing kumbaya, making sure everyone isn't disturbed, no feathers are ruffled. Um, Jesus Christ ruffled feathers. More than that. Yeah. That's why they crucified him. And he wasn't just some bomb-smoking hippie that they're trying to make them out to be, some pot-smoking dopehead. He got angry. He made a whip of cords and flipped tables who were smacking people around in the temple. Why? Because they were disgracing the father's house. Boy, when I wouldn't get to see something like that today. <laughs> the truth is important because it is by the truth that we are saved. As it says in Scripture, it's almost cliche to say it. The truth shall set you free. Lies, deceptions, and slaves. Why? Satan's the father of lies. What's he out there to do? To destroy and enslave. What's God out there to do? Save. To, to teach, instruct, and save. It's a very simple choice we have. It's a very difficult job to do. But 
be not afraid. Know the difference between good seed and bad seed. Make sure the soil of your soul is prepared to welcome the good seed. Because if our soil is right, it will only accept the good seed. If our soil is not right, we'll take the weeds quicker than the wheat. As you've often heard me say, sin makes you stupid. And the more loss of faith there is, the more sin there is. The more sin there is, the more lack of faith. It's a snowball effect. And again, all you have to do is open your eyes to see it. Open your ears to hear it. When God is standing right there saying, I'm, oh, I'm simplicity itself. I'm infinitely simple. That's why you can't comprehend me. But these truths I have given you for your salvation. Take those truths, those external realities revealed by God himself who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Let it take root, grow, flourish, and produce that great fruit. But beware the sower of the weeds. Beware the deceits of the devil. For he and his human agents want nothing more than to confuse you, to distract you, to disturb your peace of soul, and lead you to sin, error, and death. Stay close to the Good Shepherd, who will keep the wolf at bay, will lead you to restful waters, the verdant pastures, and then when, when he calls us, hopefully we will be ready. The truth will set us free. Embrace truth. And do not, under any circumstances, let the evil one trick you.